Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. Um, so I'm quite excited to share what I have this morning. I've been waiting because about um, three weeks ago, I had a, a, a week where I had two um, dreams that um, I really believe were dreams from the Lord, prophetic dreams from the Lord that were really instructing us um, and they were specifically to do with praise and worship. Um, and I just, it was interesting because after I had the dream, I then started hearing about major prophetic voices in the church at the moment speaking about God doing various different things in praise and worship. And, you know, when God speaks, he's often speaking through many places, confirming his word. So I was very encouraged. So I just want to share what I believe the Lord was saying because I really believe there's grace to move into another dimension of praise and worship. And I want to be one of those people who move in and go with what the Lord's doing. Amen. Amen. So my first dream, um, I, um, I was in this room and it was, we were sort of doing, we were going around, like walking almost around in a circle. It was like maybe a prayer meeting, maybe a worship thing. I didn't really know exactly, but it was a Christian meeting. And there were things happening and there's this music playing on the, the, um, in the background, and it came to an end, and it was quite a fifty little song at the end, and I did a little jig, and I went, woohoo! <laughs> and, um, and, um, but it just felt like there was something to celebrate and to dance or whatever. Um, and Bill Johnson happened to be in the room. Now, for, um, I, don't, I don't want to go into interpretation of dreams, but I'm going to tell you, for me, um, Bill Johnson would represent the apostolic. Okay, not Bill Johnson. He represents the apostolic. So Bill Johnson was in the room, and he felt that there was something on that, and he said, Are we gonna, we're going to put this on again, and we're going to dance. And so he, um, we put it on, and he started singing, but he was singing a bit flat, you know. I don't, for those people who, now he's actually a good singer in real life, so, you yeah. know. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place where someone's singing flat. I like, it just can't take off. Have you ever? It's like, not, it's like you try and get it going, but it's just, you just don't get off the ground. So it was like one of those, like, you know, it's like plowing through the ground. And, um, and then it stopped. And then I thought, no, you know, we actually have to get this right. So I put on the song again. And then we, you know, we are now going to actually now really get serious and get dancing because that was what God wanted to do. And then what happened was, it was, um, I don't know how in my dream, I can't remember now how it was communicated, but Bill Johnson was going to be in South Africa for two months. He was staying here for two months. So my interpretation of the dream is, I'm going to give it to you quickly because I've got another one. So my interpretation of the dream is that God is doing something and something on on praise and worship, something specifically on dance right now, and we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about, Um, and his his people dancing, and there is I believe a two month apostolic grace here in South Africa to enter into this new thing on dance. And I think the dance, and this is just me speaking, 
I think the dance is actually going to usher in a whole lot more with praise and worship, but we'll talk about that. So a two-month period, we're going to have apostolic grace to enter into a new dimension of dance, which is, ha- is going to have an amazing effect in the church, and we're going to talk about the effects of us dancing. So a couple of days later, I have another dream. This time, Brandon Lake is in my dream. So Brandon Lake, for me, is going to represent praise and worship, okay? So he represents praise and worship. So I'm not, this was quite a long dream and quite involved, so I'm not going to, I'm not actually going to go too much into the dream, but um, he was with this girl that he was quite intimate with, like a, like a, I don't know what their, their relationship was, but it was sort of a commitment. So I'm thinking it's the Holy, but in my dream, my interpretation, he was in a relationship with um, a, this woman, and I'm going to say it was with the church. So the uh, wor- praise and worship um, in the church, and what God's doing with praise and worship, the spirit with the church. And, you know, I was watching them, and I was on the swing, and I was going back and forth, watching them back and forth and back and forth. And then he came up to me, and he suggested, listen, stop swinging, because people are gathering, and we were going somewhere. It's like there was an event, a procession. We were going purposefully to do something. So for me, it's just like I was going back and forth. And that, for me, speaks of you like you're going through the motion, but you're going nowhere, you know. Um, and so I think... Um, we've got to a place in the church, which often happens even in your own life. You know, you're doing something and it's the same. You're going through the motions. It doesn't have meaning for you anymore. Have ever you something that really should have meaning just becomes going through the motions. Get you know, like your life is in a rut. You know what I'm saying? So you're going through the motions. So that was, um, but but people were gathering, which speaks to me um, of people. And come in, God was gathering people to do something. We're going, there was a purpose in this, okay? And um, in the beginning, I was watching. So for me, because I'm prophetic, I'm, I'm recognized as a prophetess, but so I, I was watching my dream. So for me, that represents the prophetic, the watching. So it's watching what God is doing with praise and worship um, in the church, okay? So I'm watching, we're going through the motions, but God's gathering and starting to do a new thing. And um, so we're, we're going along. So then I say to Brandon Lake's girlfriend, or his girl, shall we just say, his girl. I say to her, listen, I mean, I, and I think it was eggs and bacon. I say to her, listen, I'm going to make eggs and bacon for you, but you have never had it this way before. You have to have it. I know you know eggs and bacon, but you don't know eggs and bacon. And this is like a whole other way of doing eggs and bacon, and you have to try it. Okay? For me, that is like, because I'm watching in the dream, I'm going to say that's the prophetic. God is wanting to do something that in a whole new way. A whole new way of doing something. Like, you know, it's almost like you've never tasted this dish before, but you know it, but you've never tasted it like this before, this way before, okay? So, um, and then suddenly um, I was in this, um, in this um, place where, uh, because now I'm talking about food in my dream, so suddenly we're, there's a whole lot of waitresses and they're, they're dressed in 
sort of a very cultural dress, like in, um, and I can't say which culture it was, but I just knew it was cultural. It wasn't everyday clothes, like we, it was very cultural. And um, they were waitresses in this restaurant, okay? And so it's like, okay, well, let me just say this, and then I'll interpret it. And um, they had been, this restaurant had been getting reviews about, um, about them, and according to the reviews and popular opinion, they had gone and changed, they were doing like elaborate different things with this dress and changing it, and I was getting into this waitress, waitressing gear, obviously I was also going to serve something, and I just said, okay, you know, and they were telling me I have to tie it like this over my head, and I said, you know what, enough is enough. I put this on like this, but there's a line. I am not going to go any further. This is how I'm dishing it up. And um, waitressing it. Um, and for me, that was speaking about the people serving um, the service of praise and worship, the way we serve it, how it's been served in the church. And um, it was, there's something about, according to, you know, you know, there's all different styles. Different cultures worship in different ways, right? Styles and everything. But these people were getting so hung up on, you know, we're going to come to, we're only going to come to your um, restaurant um, because, you know, they've got more and more wealth. You know, more people will come if we dress like this and we do. And they were just, like, dressing and doing all of, changing all the cultural things for popular so that it will make it popular. And it just actually became untenable, you know, and they were fitting into a mold. And I think, you know, some, t- and some of the church, not all of the church, but some of the churches, the way they do praise and worship, it's like we're, we just want to please people and we want them to come to, we want our, our praise and worship to be, everyone to enjoy it and it must be like this and this person says that and so we make a little altar here and this person says that and before we know it, what we're doing is we're worshipping people and what people's needs and wants instead of worshipping God as he tells us to worship him, right? Um, that we're actually led by God's spirit and not by people's popular opinion and what they think, oh, I'd, I think this would be nice or that would be nice, okay? Um, and then we went into some other things, but I'm not really going to go into that right now. So, point taken is I believe God's doing something new in praise and worship. And this is a voice that I've been hearing prophetically over the last couple of days. Lots of people are saying the same thing. And I really believe that actually dancing is the start, is, is somehow a key. Um, because after I had that um, um, one of the dreams, it, I saw this uh, a vision when I woke up and was praying, this, this um, basket of keys. And I really believe that worship gives us lots of keys into various different places in the spirit. And I really believe that dancing is integral in this first um, part for many different reasons. But dancing breaks things open. Dancing is warfare, and I'm going to go into it. And dancing... Um, brings us into a, a greater freedom. But I'm, I'm going to get more into that. But I specifically want to talk about dancing, and we'll talk about other things in worship um, at another time and what God's doing. But specifically, I want to talk about dancing. And I want to tell you, I am going to be encouraging everyone to dance in the next two months because I, we have got a two-month uh, window, I believe, of grace to enter into whatever God is wanting to bring. And I don't know what that is, but you know what? I, 
I'm like, well, I could do this half-heartedly, but I'm like, I'm all in God if you're doing it. So why do we dance? I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of why do we dance. Well, the first reason is because God commands us to. He said, praise the Lord with dance. Just simple. That is just simple. Praise the Lord with dance. So we dance actually because he commands us to. Because it's the one of the ways he um, tells us to. Secondly, there's warfare and breakthrough and freedom when we dance. Secondly, it's our worship. Um, sp- God expects us to, wor- to worship him, obviously in spirit and in truth. That's the first key thing all, most Christians will know. But we are not only our spirit, and we are a soul and our body. And we are meant to worship with all of who we are. Okay, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Everything in our in our lives um, as Christians should be outworked in our lives. Otherwise, it's it's only up here. It should all be worked out. Whatever you believe about God is just a theory until you put it into practice. Okay. Um, also, um, the. If you go back even to the roots of dancing, the very first roots of dancing, all of it had its roots in worship. Dance has become recreational in our day and age mostly, but in its roots it was worship. And the the um, and the, you know there's a word, um, the Latin word cultus actually means um, obviously to worship and basically let me see um, what we value determines how we live what we value determines how we live which determines our culture so we need to start saying okay well what do we value like, and we've been looking at that of our series in culture. And then finally, we dance because it's actually good for us. There's lots of research shows that it's good for you. That's just been added on. Okay, so like I said, because it's commanded, I'm just going to do two things about um, worship. One, what, how does God command us to worship? And two, about um, how dance is warfare and what it opens up. Firstly, Psalms 150 verse 4 says, praising with tambourine and dancing. There you have it. Praising with dancing. Praising with strings and flutes. The message says, praising with drums and dancing. Praising with a loud resounding clash of cymbals. Praising with every instrument that you find. Um, and you know what? I put down on some of your, um, you'll see them somewhere around, just the words um, different Hebrew, the main Hebrew words for dancing, and then, I mean, not for dancing, for, um, for worship, because I don't want to go through all of them. Um, but there's a whole lot of them, and you can take them home and go and look at them, but I haven't got time to go through them all right now. But you know what I found interesting about them is that they are all active. There, there's not one that says, there's, there's not one praise him. That somehow you can actually stay there like a statue and do nothing. There's not one like that. It's either the one is extend the hands, 
Okay, you'll see the one is to, to rave, act like a madman. One is to make music. One is to sing. One is to kneel. One is to shout. And then there's others. But there's not one praise thing that you said. You, you cannot, biblically, you cannot praise God in your heart. Like, like this. I, I, I've never seen that. If you want to show me, you can. But it's certainly not the general form in the Bible. When you praise God, you're doing something. You're either singing, you're either making music, you're dancing, you're clapping, you're shouting. That's the praise, okay? Um, they're all actions. And like I said, faith without works is, is um, dead. It's not a personal, internal thing. It's active. But the one I want to, to bring, because I think um, this one is pertinent for what we're talking about on dance, is the word halal. Okay, And that one you'll see it says to boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish, to make a fool or act madly like a madman. That is one of, it's literally one of the words that is used the most for praise in Hebrews. I mean, um, in Hebrew, in the Bible, in the Old, Old Testament. To boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be foolish, to act like a madman. So I, I really like, you know, I, I think David... Did a lot of halaling. <laughs> Two Psalms 6 verse, 20 to, uh, 12, 6 verse 12. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. It says, So David went down and brought up the ark of God from the house um, of Oban Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. David, wearing a linen um, ephod, um, danced before the Lord with all his might. I want to ask you. I, 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 you know, I, we don't often think about this, but have you ever danced before the Lord with all your might, all your might, with everything you possibly could, you danced before the Lord with all your might? Have you ever done that? Think about that. Have you ever danced before the Lord with all your might? With like, I mean, just, I think if you did, you'd look a little bit like manman. <laughs> you might look a little foolish, but that's really what God actually, that, like, if you watched early people worshiping, that's how they worshiped. And, and your outward expression is often an indication of, I know I'm so challenging people, but I don't mind. <laughs> because I know that it's going to bring breakthrough in your life, Really? Um, so David danced with all his might while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark with shouts and the sounds of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal's daughter of Saul watched from the window. And when she saw David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in his heart, in her heart. And then, of course, he said to her when he, she spoke to him later, and he said, it was before the Lord, um, I will celebrate him. I will become even more undignified than this. Some version says even more foolish than this, more undignified than this. And I will even be, I will be humiliated in my own eyes. This is like seriously no fear of man, people. Um, and then uh, obviously God, um, she became barren because of her judgment of him. So... David danced with all his might. Micah was concerned about what man thought. David was not. 
He said he would become even more undignified. He'd even humiliate himself even more because it wasn't about man. It was about God and giving everything to him with all his might. Um, And we need to think in worship, we need to come to the place where it is more about God, that it's all about God, actually. It's all about God, not what people are thinking. And it's also not about us. I don't know if you've, um, you know, often, like, really, worship has become like that, I think. It's like, well, you know, I'd like this to be served up to me in this format. How many of you have gone to, um, you know, churches and you hear people talking about the worship and say, well, worship wasn't really that great. And so when, you know, when was worship about how that person, I thought worship was about you worshiping the Lord. Like it should be great because you were the one worshiping the Lord. It should be great because you were bringing your sacrifice. Because if you had that, oh, well, worship wasn't great, you know, and it's all about, then, then that means that you were there to be entertained. But that's not what God's calling us to. God's calling us to worship him because of him. It's not about us. It's not about, well, well, you know, today I feel like worshiping you. Today I feel like happy. I think I could dance today. Because... I don't really feel so good. So, I, I, you know, I feel like, well, I've been disappointed this week. I want to tell you that in the most difficult times, you should be dancing and celebrating the most because that is what's going to bring you into breakthrough. But it's, you see, we think, oh, oh, I don't think I'll praise Jesus today because I'm not feeling so great. Well, then, whoever said it was about whether you feel great or not? Is God now suddenly not worthy of your praise because you're not feeling good today? It's about him and what, what he, who he is, and he's always worthy. I've also found that, you know, sometimes when the Holy Spirit pitches up and he wants, or you feel that he wants him to, it's often not at a convenient time. And you're like, another time, Jesus, when this person is in hell. But I found, I once heard of a friend of mine, an amazing woman of God, and she said she was in this, um, this um, place and she felt the Holy Spirit come. And she knew that, you know, if she just let go and allow the Lord to come and minister to her, she would, there would be a reaction because she felt it. And she didn't want to, there were people around her, and she just said, like, not here, Lord. And she just resisted what the Holy Spirit was doing. And she said she really regretted it because God was obviously wanting to do something. I, I, when I heard that, I said, I'm not going to be that person. Uh, when I heard it, I'm not, I don't know, no matter where I am, if I make a fool of, I mean, I want God enough that I can't actually be cared about what people think. I've got to that stage in my life. I was never like that. People in my, um, we've been in ministry for over 30 years now. So people in my, our first church, when they meet me now, they say, wow, Debbie, you've changed. And it's because I've gotten more and more rid of the fear of man. I want God more than anything because, 
He's worth more than anything. And, um, you know, now I'm in situations like, I'm like, you know, I, it's not that I don't feel the fear of man. I feel it, you know. I'm like, oh, where I said, oh, no. I said, eh. But I push it back and I say, well, I am, like we said last week, I'm more in fear of you. I'm more in awe of you, God. And I more want you than man's good opinion of me. I more want you. Um. So, you know, and like we said last week, when, when you push through that, you're going to get your victory. If you don't push through that, you may not ever get that victory because God's got, got something for you. When he comes and there's a requirement of you, it's not whether you feel like it or not. It's not whether the people around you, how they're going to think. It's like, I want what you've got, Lord, and I don't want to miss out on it. So I will look foolish before you. It's an act of obedience which can result in amazing things. Some foolish things can result in amazing things. Like, can you remember um, when Elisha threw a stick in the, in the river because that's what God told him to and then the axe head came out when, when, they, when they lost the axe head, head in the river. And so, like, God... I mean, what's, that's stupid. I, I was reading today about, um, this week about Moses... They were, hadn't had water for three days and they're at this place and it's bitter water and the people are crying out and eventually Moses cries out to God and God shows him a stick and he takes a stick and he throws it into the water and becomes sweet. Did the stick have anything in it that made the water sweet? Did it? Was there anything in the stick? No. What it was was an act of obedience. God said it, you did it, no matter how foolish it seems to your brain. So you might think dancing is foolish, because we're talking about dancing today. There could be many things. But it's an act of obedience that has consequences, that you will see amazing um, things. Now, you know what? I I just want to specifically talk. I'm I'm just going to show like little clips of some videos on on the screen here because I specifically want to talk to the men. Some of the men aren't here today. I'm disappointed (laughs) because they can't see these videos (laughs) because I think guys often can struggle a little bit more with dancing um, because I think maybe they think they need to be elegant and I don't know, they think that they need to dance like a girl. And and I want you to say, like, you know, um, we're going to see later, you know, often uh, we're talking about Worship and dance being worship in the earlier days. Also, the people, when they went out to war, they did dances. And we'll look at that in a moment. There's so many different ways um, that people can dance and do dance, okay? It's an expression. Um, and, you know, actually, um, I was thinking about, you know, God says dance. There's many different ways. As we said, when we praise God clapping, it's shouting, it's um, dancing, it's singing, it's music. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why, I suppose. But why don't we have that in church? Because if you go to a rugby game, think about it. You're there, you've got your team. Okay, I want you all to stand. We are watching the Boca, okay? Okay? And when I count to three, okay, when I count to three, they have just, they're like being behind, okay, and the guys, 
he's, he's coming, it's coming down the line. There's the, he almost doesn't get through, but he just lands over, over the try line. Okay, and I'm going to say score. And when I say score, you're going to react like you would in a... In, now we're in this big... You're going to react. You're going to either fist pump, you're going to shout, you're going to stop, you're going to do your little victory dance. Okay. So you're going to shout bonker or whatever. Okay, let's see. So, one, two, three, score! So, you know, I've seen, have you, you're welcome to sit down. So, we've seen them, you know, in a, in a, in a, we watch the rugby and we see them clapping, we see the Mexican wave, we see them jumping on their chairs and dancing the music, the vulvazelas, I mean, it goes on and on. Why do we not want that in church? Why are we not having that in church? Because I, I don't understand because, you know what? The Bible says, I'm trying to find my notes. I've lost them. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Bible says that all those things are part of what we need to do. If you look at all those words, it's clapping, dancing, shouting, stomping, all those things. That's what we're supposed to be doing in church. But our church... Most churches don't look like that. If we raise our hands, we're being very spiritual, you know? <laughs> no, if we do a little sway, I don't see any dancing with all your heart. Have you seen fans? Like, I mean, some of them, you know, we're talking, you know, the halal? They do a halal for the boca. They are chemistry foolish. They behave like mad men. You know, they put. The, the face paint, like wall face paint on. I mean, they go for it. No, no, not in church. No, you couldn't do that in church. No, I mean, when, but because that, all of that's in the Bible. Every bit of it's in the Bible. So the, the, the devil's just got that out of the church. And um, because, um, he, he, you know, there's this religious spirit, and we can't expect that in church. Um, it's not our preference. It's not about our preference. It's about our obedience. And also it's about what we felt is acceptable in church. It's our become culture. You know, we we're talking about that dream, about the culture. It's like, but we actually need to get back to, well, what does God say about praise and worship in the Bible? Not about what, well, what I feel comfortable with in church. <laughs> or, you know, what's been accepted in church. Because that's not what the Bible speaks about. Um, and, you know, um, I, I, I was looking this week. They have um, studies on posture philosophy, you know. They say, like, you know, it's like I, in talking about whether you feel like it or not, whether it's your profit. They say, like, apparently, if you are smiling, it's very hard not to feel sad. So let's just all smile. Sorry, if you're smiling, it's very hard not to feel. Sorry, it's very hard to feel sad if you're smiling. Now frown. It's very hard to feel happy when you frown. Um, and apparently, apparently, and they even show now people who have Botox um, um, injections. They can't express their emotions as well because uh, your, how your, philo- uh, um, 
your your posture shows. They show, there people have done studies that when you have this open, you're more open and like this, your stress levels come down, stress hormones come down. So all these things about, there's something about also listening to God. He says this and then you do it. And then, you know what, your feelings will follow. Feelings should never guide you. They should always follow after what you know to be truth. But, oh, I was, I've got here my notes. The studies show that body posture changes brain and body chemistry. Wow. Okay. Okay, 2 Chronicles 20, I think. It's when um, the, army is, uh, the army of Israel, they were coming against the army, a numerous army, and they were like, we're... It's, it, we've had it, you know. And um, they go before God, and then God says, okay, send the worshipers in front. And then while the people are worshiping in front, God sends the, the army into confusion. So really, I think what happened was the angels came down worshiping, and then they just, you know, the army angels of the Lord came down and completely brought into confusion what was happening. Amen. You know, I've just seen God do some amazing things in um, praise and worship when people are dancing. I've seen breakthroughs so many times in praise and worship through dance. Um, And I think it has got something to do with um, the the active, um, active faith where we are proclaiming and the praise of our King, that God, Jesus is Lord, and we're doing it with all our might. So we engage spirit, soul, and body, and we're doing it with all our might. And that it's our faith expressed. Faith without works is dead. It's our faith expressed. And when that happens, so much happens in the spiritual realm because God responds to that faith in action. And things just break off people and this breakthrough in spiritual realm. I remember, um, I think some of you might have, I, I wrote a song a couple of years back, and the Bulekani uh, Masango, some of you have played it once before. And the way I got that song, I was walking on the beach, and as I was just praying and worshiping the Lord, I heard these um, sounds, like drums, and these sounds. Um, you know when um, African men are dancing and they do that foot stomp, and you know all that sort of, and you know you know what I'm talking about. I can't do the sounds because I, I don't think I'm very good. <laughs> but I heard all those sounds, you know, um, and, um, as they, and just and I just felt this this breakthrough that was coming, and um, and I I I heard. Bulikani um, Masango means open the gates of the psalm. It says, "Open talk um, speaks open your ancient doors that the King of Glory might come in. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord Almighty." And it speaks about God's majesty. And I think, um, well, I really believe that I opened up into the spiritual realm, and I, I, because you know, you get, you would have heard definitely about demonic. Um, territorial spirits, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the devil can only um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
copy, counterfeit, what God has already done. And I believe there's angelic territorial spirits. And you can see that in the Bible, like Michael, Gabriel, and all that sort of stuff. And I, I just really believe that I was hearing the African angels, territorial angels, in the spirit, doing warfare dances. And that's where that song came out of. And so, you know, it's a case of like, what, what we wanted to do in worship is to, to obviously exalt and worship God. But what we wanted to, to do, because the Bible talks about a worship session happening in the spiritual realm all the time. We want, what we wanted to do is to actually link up with what's happening in the spiritual realm already and hear what's going on and say, okay, we are moving with the procession of God. Because um, in Psalm 68, it talks about um, these worshippers going before God in this procession and coming into his sanctuary and, you know, this whole procession coming forward and it's mighty and it talks about God being mighty in battle and there's just this whole procession. So we want to join up in the heavenlies because we are simultaneously in heaven right now. Um, it's just how much we are aware of it, right? We're in the spiritual realm. We want to join up with what God's doing because then we're really going to have heaven on earth and we're going to see things happen. And so this is why... I really believe, to sort of wrap it all up, I really believe that God is doing a new thing and I really believe that he's putting his finger on dance because it opens things up, because it breaks things through, because it's going to, if you decide I'm going to dance whether I feel it or not, you're going to actually have to lose some of your fear of man, and how, if I feel it or not, you're going to break some things off of you personally. And you're going to get your own breakthrough. But then it's, that's going to break us through into the rest of what God wants to do. And we're going to really see heaven come down. And I just feel there's grace for that. So let's pray. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit nigeldebbie.org.